Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Learn American English with this guy, episode 70. Today's episode is going to be a little different. It's what I'm calling a quick class. This is quick class number one. Basically, I have about four to five hours worth of teaching on my YouTube channel each week. And that is a lot for someone to keep up with if they are really busy. So what I would like to start doing is on the YouTube channel, every Sunday, release what I'm calling a quick class, where I boil down all of the many questions that come in each week to the channel and take about 10 of them and condense it into about 10 minutes. And I think most of these questions will be great for the podcast as well. There's only one question from Eugene, and he asks about kitchen appliances. And of course, that will be difficult to see on the podcast, but I do explain each one. So I hope you will get some idea of what I'm talking about for that question. But thank you guys so much for your support. If you haven't checked out the YouTube channel, feel free to go there. There is a link to the original YouTube video in the description notes. But thank you wherever you are listening from. I think we're going on about five months of the podcast. And I know many of you have been listening from the beginning. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy the episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have a new microphone for this video, so I hope it sounds good. So today's video is the first in what I hope will be a series of videos called Quick Classes. Most weeks I do between four and five live streams. That's four or five hours of learning English for you if you choose to watch all of the live streams. And now that people are going back to work because quarantine is hopefully ending in your country, you may not have enough time to watch all four or five hours each week. So what I would like to do is condense those four or five hours or boil down those four or five hours into about 10 minutes of teaching. Now, I know there are a few of you who watch the live streams, re-watch the live streams, take notes. Naima, I know you're one of them. But this can also serve as a review. I truly believe that if you hear the material once, it's good. If you hear it twice, even better. Three times, maybe even better than two or one. Ten questions each week that came up 
in the live streams and I will condense it into about 10 minutes. This also allows me to give shout outs to some of the subscribers who asked really good questions. So I've also noticed watching this video back, I say so quite a bit. I'll try not to do that anymore. So the, oh, I said it again. The first question comes from Rod in Brazil. And he says, when should we use on the channel versus in the channel? It's a little windy out here. So I'm going to put this thing on my microphone. It's called a dead cat and it is supposed to buffer the wind. Sorry for all you cat lovers out there. So to answer Rod's question, we almost always use the preposition on this channel. So you might say, oh, how did you learn how to use get along? Oh, I saw it on American English with this guy's channel on. But let's say you were looking at your phone to find out what time it is. You would say, I'm looking at my phone. But then if somebody asks you, oh, how did you know the time? Oh, I looked on my phone. So prepositions with technology can be a little tricky. You also look on the computer for information or you look on the internet. But let's say you accidentally dented your computer and you want your friend to see it, you would say, oh man, look at my computer. I dented it. But if there was something interesting on the screen, you would say, hey, look on my screen, something cool here. But like I always say about most prepositions, if you get it wrong, it really won't affect the meaning of your sentence. The native speaker will still understand what you're saying. It might just sound a little off, a little different. Don't sweat it. Don't worry too much about it. Just lots and lots of listening and you will understand how to use those prepositions more easily. Lots and lots of listening. All right, we got a little bonus question here. This comes from the comments section, but Marina from Ukraine was wondering what we call this stuff. And we actually call it lattice. Lattice, not lettuce, not the green stuff, lattice. And yes, some people do grow flowers, maybe tomatoes on these things, but sometimes it's just used for decoration. The next question comes from Mega from India, and she's wondering what are the levels of college called? And we have a few. The first two years of college, we would say you have gotten your associate's degree. The first four years of college, we call that bachelor's degree. After bachelor's, two years after that, usually comes a master's degree. And two years after that comes your doctorate or your PhD. Not everyone takes the same exact path in college, but that is probably the most common. So William asked about how to use may and might in the future tense. So when we say may or might, that means that it could happen. We're not exactly sure if it will happen. And may and might 
actually mean the same thing. You can use whichever you'd like. But let's say it may rain tomorrow. It might rain tomorrow. Meaning, I don't know, it could. Could is also very similar to might or may. And if you would like to ask a question using that word, you could say, might it rain tomorrow? But the no more natural thing to say would be, will it rain tomorrow? I may have pizza for dinner. I might have pasta. There are some woods behind my house. And during one of the live streams this week, I did mention how my neighbor actually killed a rabid fox that attacked his cat. That fox had rabies and it came from that woods. I'm not going into those woods right now, that's for sure. All right, the next question comes from my man Daniel out of Brazil. And he has actually added some Brazilian Portuguese subtitles to one of my videos. I'll put the link right at the top just in case you speak Brazilian Portuguese. It might help, I don't know. But his question was, what is the difference between salary and wages? salary and wages. In English, if somebody is on salary, we say they get paid by the year. For instance, teachers in the United States were paid by salary. We don't have to work a set number of hours a week. We get paid the same. The normal work week in the United States is about 36 to 40 hours. Most people who work salary they work more hours than that. But you may also hear hourly wages. Those people get paid depending on the number of hours they work per week. And even though I'm paid by the year, I still get a paycheck every two weeks. Kareen Jackson is wondering, what is the most common term we use for a bathroom or a washroom or a restroom? In the United States, you will hear bathroom most of the time. Sometimes in a public place like a restaurant, they might call it a restroom, but we definitely do not use washroom that often in the United States. If you want to know more about the American bathroom or the typical American bathroom, I made a video. I'll put a link right up there. It's very early on in this channel about four months ago, might be terrible, but if you wanna check it out, I'll put it right up there. Eugene wanted to know in English, what is the difference between cooker and stove? And I'll also include oven in that conversation. But to answer that question, we should probably go to my kitchen. stovetop and that part would be called the oven but that is the microwave oven this is what we call an air fryer it's a great device almost like an oven only it will cook things nicely in the summer without heating your whole house up you can do small things like french fries pizza 
not big things. And that is what we call a cooker or a slow cooker. Great for soups and stews in the winter, but it takes all day to cook your food, eight to 10 hours. The next question comes from Mary from Iran, and she also added some subtitles to one of my videos, Persian subtitles. I'll leave the link right up there. And she wondered, what does at a boy, at a girl mean? And this is a question I simply missed. You know, Mary, I would never skip your question on purpose. I just missed it. At a boy and at a girl comes from that's a boy, that's a girl, I think. And we say this when somebody has done a really good job. Maybe my son comes home with a really good report card. Maybe he had really good grades. I might say, at a boy. I don't say that. It's not my style. If people say that, they would say it when somebody has done something really good or they have done something really well. Maybe my daughter was running track and she won the race. I might say, at a girl, if I was that kind of dad. I have other ways to congratulate my children. Next question is from Anna Lang. Anna, thank you so much for tuning in. And she is wondering, what does anywho mean? This is another question I missed. I'm sorry, I did not skip. I missed it, I didn't see it. We often say anywho in a joking way as a transition when somebody says something maybe awkward or cringy. Picture this, you're with a group of friends, maybe one person you don't know that well, and you're talking about this big party on Friday night. And suddenly the person you don't know that well says, last night my cat ate a spider. You all might stare at each other for a second. So to transition from that awkward sentence, you might say, anywho, about that party Friday night. The next question is from Luke from Poland. And he's wondering about the word odds when we're talking about numbers, things like that. You may have heard of the word odd, and that often means strange, maybe cringy. That person who talked about his random cat eating a random spider, that might be a little odd. But when we talk about the odds of something happening, it means the percentage or how likely is it. Let's go back to the example I often use, rain tomorrow. You might say, what are the odds that it might rain tomorrow? You're asking that person basically 50-50, is it likely 80-20? What are the odds? What's the percentage of it raining tomorrow? And the last question is from Nikita. And I read this the wrong way during that live chat, he was asking why do we call dog days of summer the dog days of summer? I thought he was asking what does it mean? It seems like he already knew what it meant. Just in case you weren't in that live chat, I said the dog days of summer usually happen in August. It's often when it is very hot outside and it's so hot that people often become lazy. If you have spent any time around dogs, you might know that they can be quite 
lazy creatures. They sleep a lot during the day and also at night. So the dog days of summer just means it is a time to be lazy. Hopefully you're floating in a pool or at the ocean or floating in a lake with not a whole lot to do. If you are interested, I have made a video about all idioms using dog things. So check that out if you'd like. If you aren't quite ready to finish your English learning for the day, right up there is a playlist of all the live streams that I've ever done, probably close to three days worth of material. Below that is a playlist of euphemisms and idioms that I've made. Don't forget to subscribe. Thank you so much for watching, for watching the live streams. Thank you so much for sticking through this video. I hope it helped you learn a little something. See you next time.